frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. This horror will not stop until innocence is destroyed. Until evil be thy name. Hey, baby. Welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday. I'm Brandon. And I'm Lewis. And we're here to talk about movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for both of us to watch and discuss. And today, I picked the film Evil Dead Rise from 2023. That's weird to say. Directed by Lee Cronin, starring Lily Sullivan and Alyssa Sutherland. Get ready for a groovy time, because this film is all groovy. It's going to be a groovy podcast. (laughs) Um, Of course, listen to the end of the episode to hear what we're watching next week, because I don't even know Lewis is going to tease it. Uh, Or he's not going to tease it. He's going to tell us what it is. (laughs) We come to the episode episode. next week, and you're just like, I I haven't watched anything. I don't know. (laughs) You wouldn't tell me anything more. (laughs) Um, but before we get to the movie Evil Dead Rise, we want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening to the podcast and sending their love to the, for the show, um, and to the show. Uh, we are about to hit a milestone, I think. We probably will hit it by the time this episode airs. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been sharing the podcast, um, we recently switched our podcast host over to Spotify, so we're trying to get that, you know, monetization going. You got to hit a certain number, and we're like seven away, and I think we might hit it by the morning. So Lewis and I are going to be celebrating the next few days. That's right. Um, but yeah, we couldn't have done that without you guys. Thank you to everybody who has been following us on social media and resharing our episodes and podcasts. And um, if you have a favorite episode, let us know what it is. I'm curious. I want to know what which your favorite episode is of Film Church Radio. Um, before we discuss the film, also we're gonna we've got like a hymn section. So this is the section where we sing praises to other films we've been watching this week, other than the main feature. Um, so what's up, Lewis? What's what up, dude? You, what have you been watching? I have been catching up with the films of this year. We're approaching, you know, the midway point. We're like a month away. So, and I really, whenever I look at my letterbox, there's like two films from this year that I've logged. I'm like, oh, that's rough. So I've tried to fill in some of the gaps. Um, Started with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which recently came to streaming. Um, Yeah. Not super excited to see it i I was a huge fan of the ant-man films are always kind of i think the the first one is in my top 10 of marvel wow. films yeah um really like the fact that they're not super serious and kind of you know have a lot of fun and stuff um this was it was fine yeah you know as a film it's it's more of the same from marvel i think there was a few elements of it that I liked. I, I liked the fact that it didn't re- really waste much time. We were like into the 
quantum realm like pretty much within the first 10 minutes yeah and they could let it be as weird as possible but i don't know what it like i wanted it to be weirder i feel like the same with dr strange i wanted it to be like more crazy you know you could just tell they were like i don't know a guy with a broccoli floret for a head yeah and you're like come on like come on like push the boat let's do something that's bizarre like that will yeah. make you kind of question what you're watching. Yeah. And it just seems to be very, you know, it's paint by numbers as always. Yeah. I mean, I I still haven't watched it and I'm, I'm going to watch it probably soon within the yeah. next month or so because it's on Disney Plus now. But but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't rush out to the theater and I'm not rushing to see it yeah. now. So Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a shame now because you can just tell that especially with Jonathan Majors, they're really... Building, building it up. up yeah yeah i mean every everybody that had that has seen it that's said anything about it has always has said so far like jonathan majors is the best part of the movie mm-hmm. and now it's like uh i is know he gonna still be around maybe yeah. not I don't yeah know. i mean there was lots of stuff online about loki kind of going into reshoots to kind of work around it and that's so crazy and yeah. it's just like it's it's an, I mean, it's a problem, isn't it? When you, yeah. you know, especially with Marvel who do announce their slate so many years in advance, you know, yeah, things I mean, change. They've been, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been building this up. Yeah. I mean, it went in, I think, at number 17 out of 30. Maybe lower okay. than that. So it's not, you know, it wasn't awful, it on your awful. list of yeah. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I really didn't like Thor: Love and Thunder, and I yeah. really didn't like the new Black Panther. Yeah. So it's you know it's okay, but I, like you said, you really like Guardians, so I'm really hoping. Yeah, I that... did. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, also seeing things in movie theaters like yeah bumps your experience way up. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I then watched um the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Um, that I know that you watched a few weeks ago. Um, we watched it with my daughter, um, cause that is now available to rent as well. Um, and it's, it's really fun. I think that, yeah. you know, we, we've recently watched the Sonic movies as well. Cause she's into, you know, it's the kind of films that you can put on as a family. Yeah, um, for sure. And, I mean, kids love the Sonic movies. Yeah, they do. Um, but I was really happy that it was animated for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, I'm like, they can sure. just go as crazy as possible. Yeah. Like, and it, the animation looked absolutely beautiful. Illumination yeah. do some really great stuff in terms of like colors and mm-hmm. like images and stuff like that. Um, I liked, you know, the slight tweaks to it, how they were, you know, the accents, <laughs> how they, yeah, yeah. They, they only put them on for the commercial and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a really, I had a good time with it. I think that it's a solid animated film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I yeah. rated it a little bit higher than you, but I also saw it in theaters. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, I actually was I was listening to a podcast. I don't know if you know who Burt Kreischer is, but he's like a comedian, and he had Kevin Smith on his podcast, and they talked a lot about movie. He's he's got this movie coming out soon called The Machine. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill mm-hmm. plays his dad. You've probably seen some of the trailers. Yeah. Which I'm kind of excited for because it's like rated R comedies. Yeah. It's a rated R comedy in theaters, like which I don't know. Yeah, when was the last time we got that? Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping it does well, but like 
and I'm I'm definitely gonna see it. But um, anyway, they were Kevin Smith was talking about how he bought a movie theater recently, and he's like, all the new movies aren't doing any good. Like they're doing like no business. But like mm-hmm. when he shows an older movie, it like sells out. Um, wow. with the exception of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And he's like, that's been like selling out. And he's like, kids are like just going crazy in the theater and like singing along the, the song with Jack Black. And like, he's yeah. just like, wow, this is. That's like, great. It's a movie that's bringing people to the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. Well, Mario props. at this point is a character that's touched like three maybe four generations. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so there's, it's like a wide appeal. And um, yeah, like I can, you know, I, I had no, I really wanted to watch it with my daughter. So I can imagine a lot of people that really like Mario are in the same boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one that I watched caught up with this um, from this year was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves, oh. which... When I say I went into this with no expectations, I meant absolutely zero. It didn't seem like the kind of thing that would interest me at all. Um, You know, I didn't, I've not been that interested in it in terms of, you know, watching trailers. I don't think I've seen a trailer or like saw one out. Um, It's great. (laughs) It's really good. It reminds me a lot of like the 90s adventure movies like Mm -hmm. The Mummy. Um, yeah 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 it's you know funny there's some parts that are a little bit scary um for like younger viewers there's there's like a really good heart to it it showed like a platonic friendship between a male and a female that have no hint of like romance which i'm like cool that's different yeah um yeah it was like i gave it three and a half but honestly on a rewatch, I think it's probably going to go up to about a four. I think nice. it's really good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah, that like just came out, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I really haven't heard anything from anyone. Yeah. And I, mean, I would I, I want to see it, but I yeah. just haven't I just haven't been able to make it work my work with my schedule. And plus yeah. I think it's like once Guardians and Super Mario came out, they just they dominate. They do. Like they they literally yeah. they just like there's literally 20 showing 22 mm. showings of guardians and like the same for yeah. mario <laughs> like when we went to see guardians it was like on the left it was like there's mario on the right it was like there's guardians on the left there's mario on the right yeah. there's guardians like every single theater and it's like this is all chris pratt dominating 40 screens at this theater <laughs> or 40 show times yeah. today yeah. uh <sighs> it's just crazy i mean not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it just like pushes everything else out, like to the it point does. where like, yeah. you know, there's not going to be showtimes available for Dungeons and Dragons where I can, you know, there's going to be like two showtimes I might not be able to go to one of those. Yeah, or maybe yeah. even only one. Yeah, it'll be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night at like nine thirty. Yeah, it's like the only uh-huh. time that you'll get you know a screen in now. Um, I think it is on. Is it on Paramount Plus now? I think it's just come over to Paramount Plus is like, you know, one of their newly... Yeah, you know, newly released. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you don't get a chance to see it in the cinema, there is that option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris Pine, talking of another Chris, um, I love awesome. Chris Pine. Yeah. yeah. And he really kind of carries this movie. And I, I've never played the game. Um, 
So I have no idea what any of it means. Yeah. But I still had a blast with it. But it's not going to sound like I had a blast when I say this. To the point where I fell asleep for like five, ten minutes. <laughs> and then like instead of just being like, oh, whatever. I was like, no, I didn't want to miss it. So I rewound it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> I did really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna watch it. But yeah. um, yeah, it might take me a little bit. Gotta... Yeah, perfect popcorn movie. Get some popcorn. You yeah, know, it's perfect. Yeah, there's lots of times where that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, so. exactly. Cool, well, man. glad that we can add that to your list. Um, what have you been watching? I have been watching a few things. I did watch the Evil Dead, or just. Evil Dead from 2013, which I'll talk about when we start talking about the movie yeah. Evil Dead Rise. Um, but I also did get a chance to go see Hypnotic. Yeah. Um, in theaters, the Robert Rodriguez movie, which mm. I mentioned a like last episode or a couple episodes ago. It seemed like it happened fast. I saw a trailer. I was like, "Oh, cool! It's cool to see a Robert Rodriguez trailer in a theater." And then all of a sudden, it was at a theater. And I probably wouldn't have been able to go see it or make the time to go see it if it wasn't for the fact that it was Mother's Day and Sarah's mother wanted to go see it. Nice. And, uh, you know, the film curator and me wanted to be like, well, there was a, I didn't want to be, but there was a part of me that was like, should I say, like, you might not like this movie? And I was like, Hmm. No, I want to see it. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything to deter anyone from not going yeah. to this movie because I want to go yeah. and I'm probably not going to be able to, because it's like with family stuff and like, you know, you've got obligations and like, you know, you can't just be like, fuck off guys. I'm going to go see this movie <laughs> instead of hanging out with you on my day off. That should be on but the like, t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like if they want to, you know, if people want to go see movies it's like it's like yeah, a plus win, win. it's like yeah. hell yeah let's yeah. hang out and go see a movie yes yeah yes please and it wasn't even my idea um so we go to see this robert rodriguez movie hypnotic starring ben affleck which is i think is the reason she wanted to go see it she doesn't know who robert rodriguez is but she knows ben affleck and he's done a lot of um i don't know like my mother-in-law is like someone who is very particular with the film she watches yeah she doesn't like rated R stuff. She doesn't like cursing. But I guess Ben Affleck has done some things in recent years to kind of, I don't know, not necessarily be more family friendly because that's not how I would describe his yeah. movies. But like, yeah. I don't know. He did that movie, um, The Accountant. Yeah. And yeah. that, I think that won a lot of people over. Mm. Um. And there's something else I can't think, but uh, he did like a gangster. It was it called Live by Night? Yeah, but that was that was his that was his that was uh, his movie. Yeah, he yeah. directed that. Yeah, um, and I think because that didn't do well, he decided not to do keep doing Batman because hmm. he was supposed to direct Batman after that, and he was like, "Y'all didn't see my other movie, so <laughs> you're you. not going to see this one." Yeah, because that's all people would ask about him, like ask him about, and he's like, yeah, yeah, bless him. But um, I am glad he's coming back for uh the Flash. But anyways, hypnotic. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it is weird. It is very weird. Um, it is a bit. 
like like you can tell the low budgetness of it um but it it all it it kind of feeds into what the movie is in yeah. in a way that complements it and doesn't like make it like oh this is like such a terrible b movie or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know it, it complements the tone of the movie um and as i was watching i was like this would be this would be really 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 good as if it was made in like the 1950s as like a crime noir black and white yeah film um because it has it has this really interesting old school noir vibe no like even with like the dialogue and like just all of it it just it feels um it feels very old-timey and out of place in a way but that also helps with the subject of the movie because the movie is supposed to be, it's called hypnotic. It's supposed to be kind of like dreamy and mm. strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I really, and I really enjoyed a lot of the movie. Um, there, there were parts of the movie that was like, uh, eh, I don't know. That was weird. Um, but I think I, th- I don't know. It, it, obviously the movie is still kind of like, um, I haven't quite decided all of what I feel about it, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Like it's, it's something I want to see more of. It's something I want to see Robert explore more. I want to see more of these kind of like movies out. Like he hasn't made a movie like this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like he hasn't made like a crime. Well, I guess he did do Sin City, but that was more you know, comic booky, obviously, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think what, it, what he's been doing in recent years, he's been doing like more spy kids movies or like, um, I mean, he did Alita battle angel, which I didn't see. I still want to see that, but, um, yeah, I just want to, I don't know. I want, I'm a fan of his. I want to see him do more. I want to see him explore more and not yeah. just do exploitation films and, you mm. know, stuff like that. Like, so I don't know. It was good. I I would recommend. I would be curious to see what you think about it. You probably won't enjoy it as like you. You probably won't rate it as high as I did. I rated it mm-hmm. three and a half out of five. But I think you would find it very interesting. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ben Affleck. When you were kind of talking um, about you know what he's done recently, I kind of had a look back through, and he did the Netflix um, like basketball like the way back. Which, oh, yeah, I, that's right. which I enjoyed. I thought that was pretty good. And yeah. he did the awful one with Anna Diarmas, um, <laughs> which oh, isn't yeah. proving my point at all. But I, I do, you know, I that was tend like to a, kind of... Who directed that? That was like... I, I don't know. Let me have a look who directed I'm not sure. But I know that he kind of got buried a bit at Hulu because they had broken up. It was... Oh, were they um, together or something? Yeah, and then they weren't. It was the guy who... Directed um, Fatal Attraction, Adrian Lin. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, that movie is awful. Um, but yeah, in terms of kind of what you know, I would I, I do watch the movies he does. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. So I will seek it out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it, it's also interesting because like Robert is like I love his career also. Like I love his filmmaking style, and now he's at a point where his his kids are like in their twenties, I think, or yeah, somewhere close to there. And 
so they're very involved in getting involved in the process and um, contributing to writing. Like one one of his sons is a composer, I think, and then uh, the other one is kind of doing more of the writing and and producing and stuff. So cool. um, yeah, it, it's cool that he and he lives in Austin, which is right next door. So he's like just over there in my backyard making making cool things and involving his whole family and just doing things outside of Hollywood, just like pushing against the, he's always just like pushed against the, yeah. What the system says you're like how you're supposed to make a movie. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I watched, um, still the Michael J. Fox movie, Mm. uh, documentary on Apple. And it's really good. I mean, I know you've, you've probably already heard that, it's super good. I mean, the trailer, like, it looks super good. Michael Jacob Fox is a legend. He's a part of our childhood. He's adored by so many people. Um, and we haven't really seen him for a while. I know he's done some things, like, but obviously, like, the world is kind of drowning in content right now, like, yeah. in a good way, but, like, you know, it's like, the things Michael J. Fox has been doing haven't been at the forefront. No. So it feels like we haven't seen him in a long time. So it's kind of cool just to like watch something with him in it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, and it's about his life and he's talking to the camera the whole time. And, um, yeah, it's just like hanging out with an old friend, you know, that's great. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's, I'm excited to talk about it about it with you when you watch it cuz like it's it's crazy to see clips throughout the 90s of what he was doing in his career and how he was able to hide yeah his parkinsons through his acting is is just wild crazy yeah um but yeah it's it's super good um I also wanted to mention that I did go to Austin this past weekend and uh we went, we just like went to a concert and we were walking around um the night before on 6th street yeah so we were just like bar hopping right and mm. we were walking down 6th street and i like turn and look over and see the comedy mothership which is joe rogan's new comedy club yeah. and i was like oh look there's you know that new comedy club <laughs> you know that because I follow Joe Rogan sometimes. Like, I don't follow yeah. him as much as, as I used to, but I was just like, oh, look, cool. There it is. And then we keep walking a little bit, and I look back and realize that it's the Ritz. It's like the Alamo draft house that used to be on 6th Street. And I was just like, oh. Oh, God. No. Like, yeah. I mean, I like comedy. I like comedians. Yeah. I'm all for, like, I mean, it's another like it's another art form. It's another way to yeah, express yourself. Yeah. But as like a filmmaker and film, I mean, we have a podcast called Film Church. Yeah, it's about you know cinemas being your church, and you and I both love Alamo Draft House. And I yeah. knew that that Alamo had it was gone now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But just to realize, like, oh, like that now it's that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn. Um, so it just kind of, you know, hurt my, yeah, <laughs> hurt my, yeah. you know, made my heart ache a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, me and Sarah went there 
when we first started dating and saw 10 things I hate about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the, unfortunately the only thing I, I like got to go see there, but, um, yeah. One cinema dies. Hundreds of comedians are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe, uh, I'll get to go back in there and, and watch some, some comedy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we're just in such a weird time at the moment for cinemas and cinema chains, you know, it's, it's, it seems like box office numbers look good, you know, like Mario, like we were talking about, it's done really well as of the other stuff, but in comparison to... I mean, that's just one movie, you know? Yeah. Before you used to have like two or three that were doing good numbers. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know where the way forward is from yeah. this. I only hope that, you know, you've got to rely on people like the Academy and other places that are like, no, you've got to have a theatrical run for you to be like yeah. considered and, you know, like got to keep fighting to get people to go to see it in a cinema. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, audiences want it. Like the audience, yeah. like uh, people want to go have experiences in yeah. cinemas, you know, and they yeah. want to see good things. Um, but yeah, yeah, the studios just have to trust that. Um, I don't know that, yeah. that things will work, you know, and take some some risk. I think it's it's just all about risk, you know. They don't want yeah. to take the risk. They're like, oh well, it, it'll make money here, so just mm-hmm. do that. But they've got money, dude. They've got so much money. Like, you know they have money. Yeah. Like, I mean, they just killed that Batwoman movie. Like yeah. Warner Brothers did. They right just they off. just were yeah. like, uh, it's we'll just call that a loss. Yeah. And it's like you could at least just release it. Like Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is it yeah, it's insane. I I mean, like you was like the podcast that you were listening to with Kevin Smith, the the fact that it's like the older films that are doing well. Uh-huh. It's like maybe we're just going to get to that level where it's like re-releases and new releases in harmony, you know. And the same time, you'll have like the new Marvel film alongside a silent film that's being re-released and like yeah. a classic from the fifties, you know. Yeah, that's my dream. <laughs> it's like, let's see all of it. Yeah, give me the opportunity yeah. to see these films on the big screen, you know. Yeah, um, and also like let me take my daughter to see these films on the big screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it w- it would be cool if like theaters would let uh, audiences maybe curate. Yeah, you know, yeah. like let like vote. Of course, you probably get a lot of trolls, but my dream is when she's like nine or ten, like somewhere somewhere is going to be showing Jurassic Park. I'm like, we're going to go and see this movie, and it's going to blow you away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm ve- yeah. like, this is why she hasn't watched Star Wars yet because I'm like. You're waiting for that yeah, release. I yeah. don't know if watching it on the TV at home where you can just get up and go and do stuff is going to be the way that I want you to see it. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, man. I mean, Star Wars is captivating. I know. It's pretty, I, pretty I, captivating. Yeah. I try. I don't know if it's just because I just think about it too much and I'm like, this means something to me, so I'm going to sit and watch it all the way through. But, you know, I don't know. I would just yeah. rather be in a cinema to, so she can have the full experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, somebody's got to be doing it sometime soon. I mean, they yeah. just did Return of the Jedi. I'm sure that did well. Yeah. You yeah. know, 
just do all three. Come on. And while we're talking about this, PSA for everybody buys physical media. Um, the cloud isn't going to be there forever. It's going to disappear. Yeah. People are going to start taking things that you love off streaming sites. Yeah. So own it yeah. forever on physical media. It's yours. Craziness. PSA done. Uh, all right well i think that's the end of our uh hymn section and now we are going to move into our sermon section and talk about the feature presentation mommy loves you to death (laughs) i forgot to even say the title of the movie (laughs) <laughs> Evil Dead Rise 2023 Mommy Loves You to Death Three siblings find an ancient vinyl That gives birth to bloodthirsty demons That run amok in Los Angeles In a Los An- This is a long sentence Yeah This this is all one sentence <laughs> <laughs> I was like I kept thinking there was going to be a period all right, let me let me uh, <laughs> let me start over for the listeners. <clears throat> Three siblings find an ancient vinyl that gives birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in a Los Angeles apartment building and thrust them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, okay, so I did go see this in cinemas. So yeah. thank you, Warner Brothers. Um, thank you, Lee Cronin. Thank you, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell for um, pushing them to do that. Because what a great movie to watch in the cinemas! I mean, it was planned. Speaking of what we were just talking about, it was planned to be an HBO Max, or now it's just Max release exclusively mm. which is what they did with you know the new um predator movie yeah uh was just a hulu release which would have done good in cinemas it would have done um and i know this movie has to be doing good in cinemas because there's still like four or five showtimes yeah every every yeah. weekday <laughs> and it's been out for a month. You can rent it already on streaming, and there's still like People four or five showtimes yeah. that you can go see on a daily basis. That alone means the movie is doing well, and people are still buying those tickets because, like, that Bo is afraid. I wanted to go see that. It's already gone. Yeah, and like is within it... the first week, it only had two showtimes, and now it's just gone. Oh, and dear. Evil Dead Rise came out before that. So you know this movie is doing well. Yeah. Um, what a great time <laughs> this movie is. I love the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. Sam Raimi, one of the most incredible filmmakers alive, like inspired so many other people. Um, worked with the Coen brother, like influenced the Coen brother style. Um, influenced so many filmmakers' styles. And it it's hard to beat the originals, right? It, I mean, I I really love the first one because it's so inventive. Yeah, it's got that amateur quality in a good way, kind of thing. It's it's 
it, the amateur quality adds to to the f- frightening nature of the movie. I mean, it's like that thing with John Waters and Pink Flamingos to where like because it's it's amateur, you feel like it's real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the filmmaking is such at a high level even in that first movie that it it's just one of the greatest movies ever. It's got to be one of my top 10 favorite movies. Um so obviously it's hard to beat that. <laughs> you know, but this has Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell in the producer chair, you know, they they went and found this guy to direct this movie, to write and direct this movie. Um, based on his last film, uh, what is it? I haven't watched it. I was just looking at it today. Uh, the hole, what is it called? The hole in the ground from 2019. It was a Sundance film. Mm. Um, and I, I think they also produced the 2013 version. Um, well, I know they produced it and I, I did watch that recently for the first time and, uh, it, it was really good. I like it. I only it. gave yeah. it three out of five, uh, but it will probably go up. I'll, I'll give it some rewatches. And I had a real, I mean, it's it's a requel, yeah. you know, and yeah. that was very popular at that time. So it makes sense, you know, that they would do that. Um, but I, f- I feel like this movie is, I mean, people want these movies, you know, yeah. but I feel like they went in a different direction with this as a response from maybe some of the backlash. I don't know if they even had any backlash. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, every movie does. So, um, but what's really interesting, the movie feels so fresh for the franchise, but when you like break it down, it's, it's like evil dead rise is kind of the same thing, but just, it's like re it's, it's just dialing it up. It, it's, it's leaning in into the characters a little more. I mean, it's 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 characters trapped in a place yeah. with these, the Evil Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the same plot as the cabin. Yeah, it's just because it's not in a cabin, it feels fresh and new. But it's like it's kind of just like recycling some of the best things about what make those movies work, and doing them respectfully and new and fresh. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I had I had a great time with this movie, dude. I freaking loved it. It was super creepy. The filmmaking was amazing. Um, I think uh, Alyssa Th- Sutherland is my new screen crush. <laughs> she was amazing. Yeah. Um, and what a great way to like um, to take the idea of what the, the Evil Dead are and make it even creepier you know by making it your mother like making it a mother making it someone that you're you know because like i said it's characters trapped in a place but instead of them being like a bunch of college friends it's kids with their mom yeah you know so like it's it's the perfect way to like dial it up and make it about the characters and about the family and about you know and care about these people and like just be that much more terrifying you know um, yeah. What did you think? What were your initial thoughts? I think that it works incredibly well, and I think it works really well on two levels. The first being, um, as you were talking about that family dynamic, um, all the you know, it's if you are 
a you know late teenager early 20s you know young adult you know you've just been literally locked in the house with your parents for the last two years you know (laughs) a little bit long so if you're coming out and seeing this like it's going to speak to you on a level that you didn't know that you needed to see you know it's kind of Uh that like hell of being trapped inside with people that you love but you know you're trapped basically um and the other thing that i think that it i mean it did incredibly well was fan service and you know we've we've talked a lot about you know the marvel films like and how they kind of spoon feed you stuff and just like leave you you know they're always adding things on characters that you'll never see again for like the next 10 years just to give the you know give the fans quote unquote something um you know, Rise of Skywalker was full of fan service that just didn't work. This works on every level. I think it's got yeah. everything that is an Evil Dead fan you want to see, but it's not in a kind of patronizing way. You know, yeah, the film exactly. starts and we get the camera like going through the woods, you know, the very familiar um, spirit. Shot. Mm-hmm. The POV of the demon spirit. Yeah, that turns out that it's not, it's a drone. And then we get uh-huh. the cabin. And it's all over with, like, it's pretty much the fan service that I was expecting is over within the first five, ten minutes. Um, and then it kind of switches to a homage to not only the other Evil Dead films, but also horror films in general. Mm-hmm. There's so many things in here that are like nods to other great horror franchises that just, you know, as a as a film lover and as a horror film watcher, you're just grinning throughout. You know, it's I think it's it's done incredibly well. Yeah. Um and while you were while you were talking about, you know, it the last Evil Dead and then this Evil Dead, this so the last Evil Dead took about ninety seven million worldwide um on a seventeen million dollar budget, which is holy crap. Pretty good. Evil Dead Rise from a similar budget, from what I can find, there's no official data. But around twenty million has already taken a hundred and forty million. Oh my god! So in terms of you know, yeah, because they, may, I mean, it. they they're they're easy, not easy, like no film is easy, right? Yeah. But in terms of like, uh, in terms of a per, producer's perspective, looking at a script like this and the the previous, you know, twenty thirteen one. You got a small cast mm-hmm. and one location for the most part. Yeah, and that's like, that's cheap. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. easy money right there. Yeah. You know, um, and people fucking love them. Yeah, they're fucking great. They're everything you want in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes Evil Dead so amazing is the tone. Like yeah. it, like no other. I I, I haven't I'm, I haven't seen any other horror movie captured the tone of the Evil Dead franchise which is absolutely fucking terrifying yeah. and and skin crawling terrifying. Yeah. But comical. Yeah. Like you can't help but laugh at part yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. And this movie still ha- it's got it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. got that tone like when she's laying there in the bed when they first think she's dead. Mm. And the guy like tries to close her eyes and then they just pop back open. And then you just get that reaction shot of him being like, 
you or like whatever <laughs> he's like you know he's just yeah. like it's just like funny you know yeah. it's just a weird it's weird you know yeah. it just yeah. it, it's just what it's what i want you know out of a horror movie i guess like because i love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah That's... when i when i started watching it the first time I didn't really like the beginning, but I didn't mind it the second time. In terms I, of the cabin bit? Yeah, in terms mm. of the opening, because I was just like, what? I was like, where's the movie I saw in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Yeah, let's get to um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, on the second watch, I don't mind it so much. And um, I know we're still early in this discussion, but I can't wait to see what they do next. Well, this is it. I mean logistically right if they're taking if they're making 120 million from this you know the next budget has got to be at least double yeah yeah right yeah you would think if 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 this was the way they're going to do it you know if they realistically they're like okay if we do another one it takes 75 percent of this we still got a bit of a margin that we can make um i mean it so far Every Evil Dead is, I mean, apart from Army of Darkness, which is a little bit different, but it's all been compact. Like, what is going to happen when those demons are unleashed out, you know? On the world. Yeah. 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 That's that's going to be interesting. And, you know, yeah, I, it would be so difficult to pull it off, I feel like. But, like, but it's what I want to see. Yeah. But I'm like, what is that going to look like? Like, yeah. I, I like how, how, yeah, you know. But yeah, it would be like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like leading because Army of Darkness does feel a little bigger, um, in terms of scale. Yeah, you know, it, the comedy is a, there's a lot more comedy there <laughs> yeah. than than yeah. than horror, you know. But um, but yeah, if they're just unleashed on the world, then like, yeah, what is that? Yeah. What is that movie? And and I wonder if we're gonna get um Beth in the next one. Like Yeah, I assume that's probably where they're going because it seems to be an origin for that part. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. It was kinda because of, there's there's a really good kind of switch on you where you see the opening um and the demon's already out and she kill well, she scalps her friend and then kills yeah. her boyfriend. Um and then it kind of goes to what is it like a day earlier the day before yeah it's like one day earlier yeah. yeah um and then we get kind of like how she became infected possessed. yeah possessed yeah. um but so i assume that that's where they're going to go next is like yeah so just out. yeah evil dead fall, fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Evil Dead Strike Back. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hope so. We'll see, we'll see. But it, you know, if they want to keep doing these little intimate ones, I'm for it too, man. I, I well, this, this is it. I think this is. I mean, it very similar to Prey. They took something that we know a lot about. Like we don't need, you know. Honestly, I think where the film drags is the preamble to. The possession, you know, like where they 
kind of the family stuff where I know they need it, but where they're finding the records and they're playing, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff is like, okay, like, yeah, okay, let's, we know, we know. Um, and all that kind of stuff is very, for me, a little bit flat. Um, but they, I mean, next. Yeah, see, just... I didn't mind that stuff because to me, it really, it really got me invested in the characters. Yeah. Which. I I feel it's strong. Like my investment in these characters is a bit stronger than it is than I am in Evil Dead. Like in the originals. Mm, like mm. I obviously I lo- absolutely love the originals, but like you know I'm not. I'm I'm just laughing when people die. I don't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean. Whereas in this movie, like when the family members are are kind of going out one by one, I'm like, I it kind of I. I feel bad. Yeah. You know, I yeah. feel invested in that family. Yeah. Um, you do genuinely have like a, I have no idea who's going to survive this. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of crazy too, because you feel like, you know, the family's going to get out. Like you yeah. kind of want them to, you know, but you, yeah, yeah but at the same you time know. you're like, they're, yeah, they're gonna start going or something. And I think that's another thing it did well. You know, I mean, we talked about Scream Six a few weeks ago, and how not everybody is disposable. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas in this day, they introduce you know neighbors, and you're like, okay, well, if there's gonna be any deaths, it's gonna be these three or four that are gonna get it. You know, and the family are gonna survive. Um, but it doesn't go like that. Yeah, you know, from the very beginning, it's kind of like it's like no, it's not going to go the way you think it is, which yeah. is just unsettling the whole way through, which I love. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. I don't need yeah. them to survive. Like as a viewer, like yeah, I want people to kind of get out of it and stuff, but I'm not like dramatically if it works, kill the character. Well, and also, yeah, exactly. But also, like, you don't... The, the, what adds to not knowing which way it's going to go is the fact that in the other movies, people get possessed and then come back. Like, yeah. Like, Ash yeah. gets possessed, and then, like, <laughs> there's the thing with the sun coming up, and I think it leaves him yeah. in the second one. And, like, um, you know, so we know that people can, like, kind of come out of it mm. sometimes, you know? Yeah. They're like, they're, but also, like, the thing with these movies is they're kind of ruleless. Like they kind of yeah. don't they don't follow um any kind of normal set of like zombie or ghost rules. It's its own thing. Yeah. And like I was watching an interview with Lee Cronin, the director, and he was like talking about that and how fun this movie was to write because there's a certain he called it a it has a certain nightmare logic to mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm you don't really have to play by the rules. You can make up your own rules. And like um, in a normal horror movie, you would be like, why, where did all this blood come from to fill up the elevator? Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to worry about that because it's, it's, it's the, the essence of evil itself Yeah, <laughs> that you're getting to play with. Why is there a wood chipper in the basement of a high rise in the middle of a city? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with a uh, and a chainsaw down there. Yeah, but like, I don't care because I'm like, get the chainsaw, kick him into that <laughs> wood chipper. Yeah, let's go. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. I do appreciate the cleverness. Like you, you can kind of you know 
like let that pass or whatever the yeah. the wood chipper and the the chainsaw but i do appreciate the cleverness of like cuz there's a lot of tropes in this movie too like there's uh you know he brings the shotgun in yeah he, you get the chainsaw um and but i do appreciate the cleverness of kind of bringing in the shotgun in a way that's not just like I have a shotgun, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it's slowly mentioned. And then, and then you see the guy use it and then it comes and then it's like, not until the third time that you see it, which is the magic number. Yeah. And that she actually starts using it herself. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with like the, her climbing through the, the air vents. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it, that's used so much. It's yeah. used so much. Yeah annoyingly so but it's not annoying in this movie somehow yeah you know and i think it's because they introduced the idea of it early on yeah before it it's it's used you know yeah and i think that i could tell where my head was because when um when she does reach um for the chainsaw instead of like rolling my eyes and being like okay you know the chainsaw I like I was cheering. I was like, "Yes, like get yeah, the chainsaw. Yeah. Let's do it." You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think, and again, I just I the think movie wins you over. Yeah, I think that's partly due to the the cleverness of it, and also the the fact that it knows the franchise well enough to give you, you know, like I said, we we get what we're anticipating within the first ten minutes. Yeah. In terms of like, okay, there's going to be a cabin in the woods and all this kind of stuff. We we get that. And then it's its own animal, but it also has room to kind of give you a nudge and be like, "Yeah, here we are. Like this is yeah, what exactly. you love, you know." Um, and it, I think that's so hard to do nowadays. Um, and I'm so glad that they that it pulled it off. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I mean, plus this- it, it it also has like new things in it that you haven't seen before. You know, in terms yeah. of like horror ho- horrific things like the. <sighs> Man, the cheese grater oh on the leg, gosh. I was like, ooh, like, yeah. oh, man, that that made me cringe so hard. Yeah. But it's like, man, like, it, it it's inspiring, too, because as a filmmaker, you feel, you can sometimes feel like, oh, everything's been done. But, like, here they are, like, doing things you haven't seen before, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, using a cheese grater on someone's leg. And, like, yeah. the when she's, like, eating glass, yeah, it's just so creepy. Yeah. And 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 the like the lines in the movie too like I really felt like the dialogue was a step above your normal horror movie, you know mm-hmm. it like when she's like I gotta kill the creepy crawlies inside my tummy, you yeah. know, <laughs> and uh, you know mommy's sleeping with the maggots now or yeah you know whatever yeah. like um just all that kind of stuff like. I'm free now, free from you titty sucking parasites. Like <laughs> it's so it's comical, yeah, but it's also just so creepy. And yeah. it and it just it works. It works, you know. It got me. Yeah, it does work. And like similar to Prey, the the change in setting just is refreshing. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. I love that it's a high rise, but they do it so that it's inescapable. Exactly. You know, in a cabin, it's you know. I know that the the trees come alive and stuff like that, and, and the um, bridge falls. Kind of, yeah, keep them you know contained. But in this, it's like there is literally nowhere to go. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, there's there's not even an option, um, which I absolutely, you know, I'm all for. I think personally, I want to go back to 1923 
and see these priests dealing <laughs> with the right? demon with unleashing yeah. it, that would be. I mean, that would be. I mean, they've already, you know, messed with time travel. They could yeah. do that. Yeah. You know. I mean, or even further, let's you know go back to, I don't know, like settlers, and let's see someone finding the book of the dead then. Yeah. And like how they deal with it because it worked so well in Prey. Um, yeah, and it well, also, yeah, yeah. You know, divert, it just changes it a little bit. Again, it, it makes it a different beast. I would be interested to see them go back to Bible times and mm-hmm. like when when Jesus was around because he's technically the first zombie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, you know, there's that shot in the movie where the crucifix like falls and it's like a giant crucifix. Yeah. And lately I've been I've been thinking about the crucifix. Um and just how like what a like bizarre piece of imagery it is. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 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 such it's such a violent piece of imagery. I mean mm. it's a it's a man that's been whipped to death, bleeding out, hanging on a cross, with the crown of thorns, you know, blood running down his face. Yeah. Also gets stabbed in the in the yeah. stomach with a spear. Like and people just like wear that on their necks. And like, yeah. it, it's such a normal piece of our like culture. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to see them them do something with like. Of course, it would be super controversial. I'm sure they would never do that. No. But like to go yeah. back into Bible times, <laughs> wow. and be like Jesus is the is the one who wrote the Book of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! The Book of he the Dead. Wrote, is he the started Bible. raising people from the dead, and <laughs> yeah. he rose hell. <laughs> I mean, let's write it, copyright it right now, Brandon. We can write. Yeah, it. I hope. I hope they're listening. I'll. I'll write and direct the next one. It could be Evil Dead Resurrection. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, which... Oh my god, and Jesus, Bruce could play Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, baby, it's pretty much Ryan itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, um, but it does bring me on to because you know, obviously. Unfortunately, whenever I see crucifixes, I think of a certain scene in The Exorcist, um, which yeah. does relate to this as well. You know, yeah. the obviously in The Exorcist, it's the daughter that's possessed. This, it's the mother. Um, both of them are violently sick at certain points. Um, there's obviously the crucifix. You know, she, we don't go as far in Evil Dead Rises as, <laughs> as yeah. The Exorcist does with the crucifix. Um but I mean, there there are so many nods to horror films in this film. Yeah, um, I wrote a few down. So The Shining, I mean, f- so many. Yeah, so, there's there's so many. Yeah, yeah, the trapped in a house with your family. Yeah, one of them goes crazy. Yeah, the, the son is called Danny. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the shot from underneath when yeah when she's, she's like at up the against door, the like, door, yeah, pressing the... him back. We get that yeah. famous shot from underneath the elevator bleeding. Yeah. You know, all these kind of nods, but are not like, again, hitting you over the head with it. It's kind of like, oh, I've seen this before, yeah, you know, instead yeah. of like, okay, the shot. It makes it fun instead of like eye rolling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Friday the 13th, the lake at the beginning just reminds yeah. me of Friday the 13th. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, when the when she's giving the youngest girl a bath and she's like got a hand in the tub, it reminded me of when... Um, the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street, I forgot the character's name, is having a bath and then the, the, the you know, 
the gloved hand comes out uh-huh. together. Um, all these things that are just like, I'm having such a good time watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. It's. I mean, it's really good. It's really good. I love the uh the what do you call it the um the peephole on the door that shot yeah i love all of the all of those shots are amazing like Mm -hmm. it's such a brilliant way to like you know just have the camera there and let the actors act um all of those shots are so good and Alyssa sutherland man (laughs) <laughs> is she yeah holy crap dude what a great casting choice because she's just so good mm-hmm. as a deadite so creepy like her facial expressions that first scene where she like comes in and she's like cooking eggs and she's like you know has her whole creepy dialogue where she's yeah. like i had you know i had a dream and you know i just wanted yeah. to cut you all open and climb <laughs> inside of you it's just like Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's so creepy. Um Yeah, obviously, you know, the makeup is amazing as yeah. well. Like shout out to the the makeup department. Like she looks so creepy, dude. I oh, know. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah. Like the the best. I don't know. I, I like I hesitate to say, but maybe the best Deadite so far. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I would agree with you. I think you know, there's the only, the only other one is I think again I forget the character's name who's locked in the basement. Um, in the first one, yeah, yeah. That's the only other one that's like I, I don't want to say real. super memorable, but like you know, genuine. Like oh god, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's she is. Yeah, it's just vile. You know, and it's yeah. it's so scary the whole time. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's a, it's such a great performance. I really hope that she gets more opportunities, you know, away from this because of this movie to for bigger and better things. You know, yeah, because she's obviously got amazing acting chops. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, I, I won't outside of like wanting to see what they do next with this franchise i want to see whatever she does next yeah in terms of horror films it's maybe one of the best performances i've seen for the last 10 years yeah it's so fully committed and so it's you know it the only other one i can think of off the top of my head is like tony collette in hereditary uh-huh that's yeah. the only other thing that i can think kind of rivals well, everybody this. in hereditary honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. It's just, and I think Lily Sullivan. I think it's you know you you overlook Lily Sullivan just because she you know she's the she's the she survives. <laughs> she's yeah. the one that uh-huh. kind of. Uh, I don't want to say she. Doesn't I mean, have she's a lot obviously do, but... also incredible, but yeah. like, yeah, she doesn't get to show a side like where she's possessed. Which, if they do put her in the next one, I'm sure you'll get to see it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I mean, she'll probably have a child and then, you know, mm-hmm. like a small child and then she'll have little Cassie with her. Yeah. Um, probably name her uh, Ellie or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What if her baby is little Bruce Campbell? <laughs> 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 He's just like the little mini Bruce Campbell from yeah. Army of Darkness. Well, this... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, this is the thing now is like, it doesn't, like, what universe is this? Is this this? Because it's all a part of, I think it's all a part of the same thing, which obviously there's also the show. And I, I haven't finished the show. Yeah. But I, I'm curious if, like, the ending of the show ties into this at all. Because I think, um, You've got if you don't watch the show, you've got to at least see the first episode okay. of Ash versus the Evil Dead because it's directed by Sam Raimi, yeah, and it's fucking amazing. It okay. is so, yeah. it's it's just every it's just everything. Yeah. It's like it's it's again that perfect tone of like comedy horror, yeah, um, and just classic, like amazing camera work mm-hmm. and classic prosthetic effects. Um, and Bruce Campbell is fucking hilarious, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but it it is really funny, um, and also terrifying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I I do need to finish it because I'm I'm really curious of it. I know it got canceled, so I don't know if they even had a chance to kind of tie it in at all. But mm-hmm. I think there's like three seasons. I think that yeah, I think there is. Just off the top of my head, I've never had a chance to watch it, but yeah, I am going to definitely try and try and fit that in. Um, talking of Bruce, I did some research. Did you um, notice him at all in this film? Well, I heard that he did. He was like doing the voice for, uh, like on the recording or one of the voices. Yeah. So when. Um, Danny first listens to the record and there's the priest talking and then there's another, I don't know if it's a priest or if it's a villager shouts, like, they're demons, don't let them out. That's Bruce. Oh, okay. So, like, already, you know, the the road-weary, like, he already knows what's going on, which I liked a lot. And I saw yeah. something on Twitter, which, again, can take with a pinch of salt, but when Ellie bites the eyeball out of one of them... Yeah. The the sound effect is Bruce biting into an apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny little like yeah. <laughs> thing to yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, the eyeball was like, yeah, it, it felt almost out of place. Mm-hmm. Like it's so ridiculous that it was like out of place, but it it still worked. Obviously, yeah. it, it yeah. worked in the theater very yeah. well, and like. Um, but yeah, the guy, the actual guy, the priest guy, um, mm. I was trying to figure out, I couldn't find anything on like who that actual voice is, uh, but he says his name is Father Marcus Littleton, so mm. I like Googled that, but I couldn't find who the actor was, and to me, it sounds like Andy Serkis, Ooh. but I yeah, I've, I kind of doubt that it is, unless oh. Andy Serkis, I mean, he might just be a huge fan of Evil Dead and was like, yeah. please. But it how, really sounds like his accent. How rad would it be if they had gone the route? I mean, I don't think they will have done because I'm sure they would have heard something. But if they'd gone the route of Pearl and X and had just secretly filmed this like prequel, prequel trilogy, yeah, where it's like, okay, we're going to get Evil Dead born or whatever, yeah, and it's going to be the priest and it's going to be Andy Circus. Oh, that would be cool. And like an oldie time Bruce Campbell. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Bruce Campbell like time travels or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like he could be back in that time. Doesn't even like, have to no. be Ash. Yeah, could just be 
an ancestor. An oh, ash true, sester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an ash cest. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's going to be, it would be hard because as much as I want to see more ash, I'm like, where does he fit in? I think what yeah. I would love to see is a male character that isn't an ass. Because Ash is it's so nice yeah, he, and great. Yeah. Whereas every I feel like every male character now is not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Danny I was mean, okay. Yeah, Danny was good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like yeah. But he did yeah, unleash he, it, Sam. Yeah, and like Ash Ash is not he he's very um handsy, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> he's not super nice to women. Um I mean, I don't know. I'm that might be going a little too far, but <laughs> <laughs> by today's standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it does sound like I'm advocating for more roles for white males, and I'm uh, not. Right, That's yeah. not what I'm yeah. saying. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like the one person of color in this movie dies pretty quickly, but also, and he's not necessarily an asshole, except for when he's like, "Can I pray?" And she's like, she's not religious. And yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to pray anyway. Yeah. I don't have any respect for you. Yeah, I know. But then again, we all know people like that. Yeah. That are like, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. This is for your own good. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. It's... It's just a really good time for not only blast. lovers of the Evil Dead films, but lovers of horror in general. Yeah, um, yeah. And I and I really hope that if I mean I assume there will be, but if there is another one, um, that again they they do something new and interesting with it, and not necessarily fall Doing into the, the same, same things. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what worked for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it worked for everybody else, too. I mean, the reason they decided to release it in cinemas was because Lee Cronin was able to convince them to do just, like, some test screenings, and then the producers saw how well it was working with oh, audiences. God. They were yeah. like, all right, let's just put it out. And it's paid off. I mean, it's, you know, I feel that if you if you put some money behind it, the audience is there. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. if you kind of, you know, let people know that it's coming... Yeah, because I started seeing these trailers in the theater, and I was like, "This looks so good." Yeah, I have to see this in theaters. I yeah. have to. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, that's oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, everyone involved <laughs> in this film. <laughs> A success story. Yeah, for cinemas. Well, do you want to guess what we rated the film? Yeah, I do. I that think part of the show. Yeah, um, I think. <laughs> For yourself, I know that you you said that you <laughs> that you absolutely loved it. Um, I don't I don't think it's five stars. I think if we, I think you're like me and you'll look at it on in relation to the other Evil Dead movies. 
Yeah. And I don't think it's as it hits the height as two or one for you. So I'm going to say four and a half. Okay. I'm going to say you rated it four? You are correct. I did rate it four. Nice. Um, I think I got to give it a five, dude. I, I really love this movie. That's awesome. so good. Oh, brilliant. That's I good. mean, and it just brought new love back to all of it. Now I'm just like, I really want to just show everybody <laughs> the all the whole, yeah. all of the all of them, yeah, to get to this one. You yeah. know, like I said, I think that it just it they make it look so easy what they're doing, but for someone as cynical as me <laughs> about remakes and sequels to be like cheering when you see things that you know, it really bloody worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Even the line she says at the end when she's like, "Come get some." Yeah. I was like, "That's got to be." Yeah. I'm pretty sure he says that <laughs> in one of the movies, and and it. I think it's at the end of, uh, Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because it's like it's not it's not a line that you would normally be like, "Oh, that's." Well, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't like groovy, you know, yeah. or anything like that. It was a line that people that had seen the film a few times would be like. Yeah. Cool. And we didn't even talk about the freaking (laughs) creature thing. Yeah. 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 Like, that was a cool direction to go. That was like, okay, let's dial it up and and add some new lore to this and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, here's a page where they all, like, form together. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten, like, this many, like, deadites together. No, I mean, well. Except for all the, like, skeletons or whatever. Yeah. If you think of, like, if this is where they're going to go next in terms of you know them out in the real world if that's the direction they go um just imagine like a hundred headed thing yeah it's gonna be <laughs> just mental. creature it moved yeah. really slow because it did slow it down <laughs> when it kind uh-huh. of incorporated kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it's um, big it could just roll over you that's right just imagine just like this huge ball of like yeah. dead-eyed people oh, just like rolling Ugh. around yeah. L.A. Blood raining from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so good. Mm. All right. So what the heck are we watching <laughs> next week? Um, earlier, I talked about a good animated film, um, and I'm going to make us watch a great animated film. Uh, we are going back to 2018 and we are going to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because long-term <laughs> fans of the podcast know Brandon and I love Spider-Man um, yes. and there's a new Spider-Verse movie coming so let's go back and rewatch the first yes let's do it I'm yeah. so excited for the second one obviously we're going to have to talk about the second one too yeah yeah. but yeah that's perfect timing we'll talk about both sweet um well cool hell yeah i'm excited um thanks for listening everybody i think this actually brings us to the end of the show now but if you want to continue um your cinematic enlightenment throughout the week you can find us on all the social medias at film church radio we're on twitter and instagram and tiktok and youtube and we create fun clips of of the episode so if you're trying to figure out what episode you want to listen to just watch a little preview on our Instagram or YouTube or TikTok and 
you know, see if you're interested in one of those. Um, and you can also keep up with what we're watching throughout the week by following Lewis and I individually on Letterboxd. I am at Selman Scope, and Lewis is at WalkerLewis3007. We're on all the podcast platforms, so please subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday for more Film Church. The only thing left to say is if he comes after me, Staphany will scare him to death first. Ghosts, ghosts aren't real. Have you ever seen one? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a mm-mm. Okay, we can go back and do that. <laughs> I, I, I realized when I saw that, I was like, I probably should have told you how to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to read it as is. <laughs> do you want to start it? Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. All right. Whenever you're ready. Mm-mm. Then how do you know they don't exist? Because... I only believe what I can see. Amen. Amen. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.